0: Welcome to The Hidden Palace with SkyBlaze.
1: Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I'm SkyBlaze and this is The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, First of all, I would like to wish a belated happy birthday to the Green Slithery One, our glorious leader, Green Viper 8, and a less belated birthday to the deem ruler of the Radio Sega Playlist, Nicholas Saman! Happy birthday to you both! Um... So as I mentioned at the end of my last show, there was a bit more to tell about AM Annex and the development studio which has changed names quite a few times. So when we left off, we were in the year 2000 when they were known as Sega Software R&D Department 5. Uh, we spoke of one of their games, Star Wars Racer Arcade, but before we move into their next incarnation, there is one more game that they released, and that was NASCAR Arcade. At this time, the rights to publish NASCAR games were actually held by EA, but they sublicensed to Sega to produce the arcade game on the event. Similar to Star Wars Arcade, this game was released in 2000 on the Sega Hikari Arcade system, which, come to think of it, is, to- is it itself a topic that I should probably cover on this show at some point. As the game is based on NASCAR, you can not expect it to have you racing on some pretty familiar NASCAR tracks, if you know anything about NASCAR. And you would be right, uh, with you getting to choose between the Talladega Super Speedway, the Richmond International Raceway, and the Watkins Glen International racetracks. Once you have picked your track, you get to next pick your racer. And here you get quite the selection, with over 30 different racers to choose from. All of which are known NASCAR racers such as Dale Earnhardt, Bobby Hamilton, and a special entry with NASCAR racing legend Richard Petty complete with his iconic number 43 car. Let's see what's going on in the Discord chat at the moment. Who have we got? We have Resident SD, Nicolas Amman, Um, my beloved Greyfor Frost is here. I think Doan's around as well. Um, not sure. I know twinny has been working very, very hard um, doing the socials for us today, so thank you to Twinny. Um, if anybody else wants a shout out, just give me a poke. I think first we should have some music. So, because I'm mentioning NASCAR Arcade and, uh, AM Annex, I have spectacular excuses to play, well, Sons of Angels, so Crush 40, and also Initial D. So I am having a good day. So for this and the next music block, we're going to have a double bill of NASCAR Arcade and Initial D tracks. Those of you who know me well will probably be able to guess at least one of the Initial D tracks I'm going to play. Um, but the first NASCAR Arcade track is Into the Wind. And then an initial D track, I will let you guess what it is going to be. So enjoy those, and I'll come back after this music break to speak a bit more about NASCAR Arcade. of you who know me can probably guess that was Initial D, Spaceboy, which is one of my favourite Initial D tracks. And before that we had from NASCAR Arcade, Into the Wind, performed by Sons of Angels, better known as Crush 40. Uh... Yeah, um, we're talking, we're wishing, well wishing Happy Birthday to Nicholas Saman, and I think we should, like, record a Radio Sega, uh, Happy Birthday song, or at least a jingle. Then we can play it for staff and listeners on their birthday. Uh, and then, because we've like created our own, we won't trip any copyright. That'd be cool, I think. Uh, this is kind of part of the ongoing... semi-joke about doing our own Radio Sega album. So, uh, I, I think last time it was decided that I needed to learn how to play bass guitar. Which I kind of want to do anyway. Um I know I know a bit of keyboard and I know a bit of flute but I never learned to play the guitar mostly cuz the I was I was 10 the first time I tried and uh the guitar strings ripped my fingers to pieces <laughs> because my fingers were really really soft and the skin was quite thin so they they just absolutely destroyed my fingers so I had to stop Um but apparently base is, is not quite as difficult, uh, not quite as hard on your fingers and there are ways that you can actually toughen up your skin which I didn't know when I was 10. Anyway, onto the actual topic. I'll loop the talk better. is RSST bound. And then and then just for an extra layer of meta, uh, Nicholas Zaman could do an episode on it. <laughs> Oh, dear. I've not even had any alcohol today. Right, where the hell was I? Right, okay. NASCAR Arcade. With your selected racer behind the wheel, you then get to tr- choose whether or not you want manual or automatic transmission, and then you can be taken to the racetrack. You begin each race on a rolling start. And you get into a target position you have to try and reach before the next checkpoint. So as long as you complete your laps, you get to gain ground on your opponents and try and score a number one first place win. (laughs) Funny thing about the rolling start thing, we were watching uh, the Formula 1 earlier in the year. And that actually... There was a... They red flagged it because there was a huge accident and they had to clean up the track. And then they decided to do the restart on a rolling start. And as soon as the commentator said this me and uh, me and greyfall looked at each other and went rolling start like some sort of pavlovian response (laughs) look at what this station has done to me anyway moving on when i spoke about, about star wars arcade i did mention a couple of unlockable races which required you to play the game or at least one of the tracks a specific number of times Nascar Arcade is pretty similar. Um, what, What's going on now in the chat? Resonance And Did anyone else do the music as Skyblows Kittypillar sang Rolling Star, or was that just me? <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Nascar Arcade uh, also has uh, an unlockable fourth track, which you can... Uh, play after playing the game 700 times. Uh, This unlocks the Sega Motor Speedway track. Sadly, we're unable to ever see a port or re-release of this arcade game as EA does no longer own the rights to publish NASCAR games. As far as I've been able to tell, Activision currently own the rights. So, yeah, that's probably never going to happen. Which is a bit of a shame. <laughs> Greyforce saying the the whole... Like, Resident SD said we're all afflicted with this, the, the Daytona disease. And uh, yeah, Grayforce says it sounds like a disease. Yeah, Daytona disease... I know at least one other person who's affected with this, because I do a, another podcast called Nerd to the Third Power, and one of our other former co-hosts was a guy called Brian. And I did once mention Daytona USA, and without prompting, he went, doo, 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 doo. and then went, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened there, I don't know what came over me. <laughs> it's It's... Clearly, a widespread affliction. Let's have some more music before this gets any sillier. What am I talking about? Of course, it's going to get sillier. It's the, it's the <laughs> Daytona Disease, the sequel to Pac Man Fever. all the Tetris Effect. I've got a bad case of the Daytonas, the Grey Force says. Followed by Sonic Mania. <laughs> oh, dear. Let, let's have some more music because it is going to get sillier, and I'll I'll tr- I'll attempt to head it off. So this is going to be an, another initial D track, and then uh, from NASCAR Arcade, revving up. Enjoy, and I'll speak to you after this music break.
2: Afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to
1: Nascar Arcade, Revin' Up! And before that, from Initial D, Gas, Gas, Gas! Um, Electro Boogaloo has joined us in the chat. Hello! A um, couple of your requests are coming up later, so you haven't missed them. And I haven't covered the thing that you're talking about yet. I'm not sure if this is in the script or the I might have to push stuff into the into a third part of this because there's quite a lot to cover. Um, right, where was I? Oh, yeah, the Nicholas Hammond's ident that I use, uh, which uh, he very kindly did for my um, 100th episode anniversary. He actually looked up sheet music for the piano bit that's un- underneath it uh, for the fade out at the end, uh, which is that's that's hardcore. I respect that. Going, going the extra mile. Now then, R&D Department Five was only around for about a year before they changed name yet again. This time, they changed their name to Sega Rosso. Rosso, of course, meaning red. Although it just makes me think of Toro Rosso, um, the kind of Red Bull Junior F1 team. We're now called something else. What are they called now? Alpha Tauri? Is that. Yeah, I think they're called Alpha Tauri now. But it just makes me think of that, because, of course, Toro Rosso just means Red Bull. It's like subtle, guys. Well done. Yeah, the name Sega Rosso was picked by head of the team, Kenji Sasaki, as he wanted a name that was red or hot compared to Sega, which he thought of as blue and cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> One of the first games to come out from Sega Rosso was Cosmic Smash in the year 2000. Cosmic Smash was released on the Naomi arcade system and that's a topic I have covered before and the best way I can describe the game is if you took Res, Breakout, as in the video game, and a tennis, tennis squash court and put it all in a blender and the resulting smoothie would be Cosmic Smash. The basics of the game is that you control a character, which visually would look very at home in Res, as they play through 50 stages of squash, where you have to destroy tiles with your ball in order to proceed. You know, like Breakout. The stages are laid out like a subway map, so as you play you can choose through a different route to access different stages compared to your last playthrough. To help you work your way through each stage, you can perform trick smashes and cosmic dives or drives, as well as having the ability to make your character jump to catch any overhead returns from the ball itself. When you reach the end stage, on any of your journeys, you'll find the final stage that uh, sees you go up against another character like yourself and you need to break the tiles where they try and block your shots. Once you've completed the game, you're shown through the stages you've completed as the game credits play. And you'll see some Cosmic Smash workers busy building the stages that you would be playing in. That's pretty cool. It actually kind of sounds a bit like uh, parts of Tron, the original Tron film. Um, Because uh, Kevin Flynn plays against, it's actually Peter Juracek who played uh, Londo in Battle and he plays that kind of lacrosse game where you destroy the, the circles and you if you fall through them, you're dead. It kind of reminds me of that. Let's see. Where was I? Yeah, some of these the workers who are like rebuilding the stages for you to play in actually have their names on the back of their outfits, including Mida, the head of planning and direction of the game, as well as Kurakara, the chief designer. At the very end you can enter your initials and you're given a password you can enter on the Cosmic Smash website to submit your score and see where you rank against everyone else. Sadly, as it's been over 20 years since this game came out, that site doesn't exist anymore. And the dirtbag name from Problem Child? Are you referring to Peter Jurassic there, Electric Buggler? That's where I first saw him? I assume you mean Peter Jurassic. He's actually a—he's a, quite a nice guy. I met him at a convention s- some years ago. I'm not telling you how many. Uh, he actually came and parted with us at the at the disco at this convention. It <laughs> was there was him and. Uh, Andreas Katsoulas, who played your car, and a couple of others who just, like, rocked up to the disco, like, hey! Not quite as cool as when I ended up dancing to Star Trekking with Alice Creed, who was the Borg Queen. That was very surreal. Conventions, man, they're wild. Let's have some music, then. So, our first request from Electric Boogaloo. Um... We've got from uh, Cosmic Smash the Cosmic Smash, uh, which is the radio edit, so it doesn't go on for too long. And then another, specifically a radio Sega edit, uh, because I mentioned Res. This is from Res Area Two and Mars. So enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys after this music break.
2: Your score is your score. And you're listening to The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Zega.
1: 2 and Mars, the Radio Sega edit, so the version that doesn't go on for a million years and for that from Cosmic Smash The Cosmic Smash, requested by Electric Boogaloo Uh, Electric Boogaloo is also saying that HBO Max has a new 4.3 remaster of Babylon 5 and I can't really justify because it's it's HBO Max stuff I think ends up on Prime Video over here Uh, but I can't really justify buying another version of the show when I have this massive box set for the entire series, all the movies, and Crusade, that's kind of sat right behind me. Um, so, especially when money's been a bit tight recently, Uh Law put our rent up. Thanks for that, guy. I mean, it's a lovely place to live, but it's quite expensive. Moving on. So the last game I'm gonna talk about for today is Card Capture Sakura Tomoyo Video Daisakusen which was actually requested by Nikosaman uh, last week. Um, It was released on the Dreamcast in December 2000. Uh, In this game you play as Tomoyo, Sakura's best friend and second cousin, while she records the exploits of Sakura, who is trying to recapture all of the cloud cards she's accidentally released. Which is more or less the plot of the anime. Each scene from the anime has been recreated in 3D, so as they play out you have to reposition the camera view within the allotted time, so the viewfinder shows green to indicate the perfect view, where you can then take the photo. Sounds a lot like, kind of like Pokemon Snap, only more anime. After a few scenes of played you are then taken to a results screen where Kero goes through and rates any photos you were able to take during the game. So yeah, it pretty much it is Pokemon Snap but with Capture Sakura. There is also a Puyo Puyo style mini game uh, according to the images that I could find on the back of the game case as well as a mini game for the VMU. Well, sadly, I couldn't find a huge amount of details on these because most of it is not. Most of the information about this is not in English, and Grateful and I tried using a translation app, but the quality on that is variable. So, one final bit of knowledge that I can give you: there was a special edition of the game which added nothing extra to the game itself, but came with a few odd physical items instead, including a fork and spoon. Okay. I'm sure that makes sense to huge fans of the anime. A decorative plate with a stand, a clock, and a couple of silk tapestries, all of which include I- images of either Sakura or Tomoyo somewhere on them. <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, Car Sakura track that Nicholas Aman requested last week, uh, changed Resident SD's life. <laughs> And Resident Evil Date Scene in a Dream should do well in the RS charts this week. Oh dear. Uh, great for saying um, we are using the translation app. Some parts made sense, others were just word salad. Uh, because Japanese is notoriously difficult to translate. So we did the best we could. Uh, but let's have some more music, and then we can move on into the chiptune corner. Uh, so, from Card Sakura, I'm not attempting that trying to, that pronunciation again. Uh, it's Catch You, Catch Me, um, which the weebs in our audience should enjoy. I'm only teasing. And then, a uh, second request from Electric Boogaloo we've got from Soul Surfer Ranking. So, enjoy those, and I'll be back after this music break to go into Egyptian Corner.
3: I'm Reson SD, host of and Live. And when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than The Hidden Palace on Radio Sega.
1: That was Soul Surfer ranking, requested by Electric Boogaloo, and then from Card to Sakura, catch you, catch me. For some reason, Electric Boogaloo is talking about a show called Leave It to Beaver, um, which is a uniquely American show. It looks like it's from the 50s, um, because someone who was involved in that ended up directing a few episodes of Pablo 5. And I compared that to a friend of mine who found out that um, Kit from Knight Rider was voiced by uh, Mr. Feeney from Boing Beats World. And then had a meltdown because he was like, What? 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 It was quite funny. Anyway, moving on. Chip Chum Corner then! So, I suppose I had to do this one at some point. Jerome Tell? And I hear pause just in case Jamie appears in a puff of smoke. No? Okay. He is a Dutch composer best known for his work composing music for the Commodore 64. In addition, he is a founding member of computer music group Maniacs of Noise, a company that creates music and sound effects for video games. He also joined up with Swedish singer-songwriter Tess Fries to create the pixel pop music group, Tess and Tell. I am going to play you one of Tell's classic uh, C64 tracks, but I am going to give you a link to the SoundCloud for Tess and Tell. Because this is an independent effort, so I think it should be supported. So, what the track that I'm going to play for you is um, Cybernoid 2. On the Commodore 64, and Nicholas and saying someone should do a two-hour episode on this guy's history. <laughs> Very subtly plugging your own show there, Nick. Well done. But seriously, do check out uh, Nick's show, Individual. It's actually like really fascinating. Um, and check out the podcasts if you have not done, so- if you can't listen live, because that's what I've been doing. Uh, I'm usually working when uh, his show goes live. And I can't listen to spoken word when I'm working because I'm trying to write and it distracts me too too much. Unfortunate, but there we are. This is what I get for most of my clients being in America, I guess. So, from Gerontel, this is Cybernoid 2. Have a listen, tell me what you think, and I'll be back after this to close out the show. And that was Jerome Tell from Cybernoid 2. Um, so, this is the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I am running a little bit over, so I think Gavi's on with SNS in a bit, so apologies to Gavi. Um, thanks to Twinny for working hard on the socials tonight. Also, special thanks to Resident SD, who worked very, very hard on uh, getting the episode backlog of Hidden Palace up in podcast format. So, a special thanks to him. Happy birthday again to Nicholas Amann and Green Viper 8. Uh, I'm still deciding on a topic for next week. I know at some point this year I do have to do a Persona episode. So, maybe I'll do that. If you have any other ideas, though, please get in touch with me. Because uh, even if I don't do it next week, I'll probably look at it in a future episode. Uh, You can reach me through Twitter where I am at Blazing Skies or you can reach me through Discord where I am SkyBlaze42-5499 or you can reach me through the official Radio Sega Twitter and Facebook pages. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I've been SkyBlaze and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. We've got one last track to go out on and that is from Sonic Free Riders, theme of Rocky Ridge. Take care everybody, Good night.